And welcome to the Bleacher Connection with your host, Ken and Trevor, a part of Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up Sports. Make sure you follow them at, at Radio Unhinged and at Belly Up Sports on Twitter. As always, you can find Trevor and I on Twitter. At the BleacherCon1 is Trevor. I'm at the BleacherCon2. We have our Facebook page, the Bleacher Connection Podcast. And on both sites, Twitter, in our bios, and our Facebook page, you can find our link tree, which will take you to our partners at Dr. Squatch, All Natural Soap for Men, as well as our merch page. Trevor, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Cannon. How about yourself? Well, I'm not too bad. It's uh it's it's another day, another closer to the weekend. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So on this week's episode, we're going to jump into part two of our off-season NHL grades. Uh, last week, we looked at the Metro and the Central Division. This week, we're going to look at the Atlantic and lastly, the Pacific, which houses both mine and Ken's favorite teams, the Calgary Flames and Vancouver Canucks. Can't wait to get to those. But we have about 14 other teams we got to get through first in those two in those two divisions before we inundate everybody with our interesting take on both of our teams. Yeah. Uh, in last week's episode, like Ken and I mentioned at the end, we don't know what grades we've given each other and, and the teams here. It's a complete surprise. So it's very possible that you may hear us jump in and go, whoa, you're giving them a what? An A, an F, a B? This is... We kind of worked off the same uh, chart of the players, but it's all our own opinions and we don't know which way each other's going. So that, that's part of the fun for any of our listeners who, who do listen regularly. They know that's how we do all of our lists and all of our, our top 10 lists and stuff like that. We don't know ahead of time. And to us, that's part of the fun. And it adds to the originality of it. And when Ken makes a stupid decision, I get to mock him for it. And to me, that's just brilliant. I love it. And I'm sorry, Ken takes a ton of those. So didn't you have a Stanley Cup goaltender this season on your all overrated team? Yeah, and he didn't win the Stanley Cup. So <laughs> what's your I was bang on the money there? Well, he got to the he he was a big reason they got there. I will say last week is surprisingly, we were pretty close on how we graded those two divisions. Yeah. There was a couple teams. The Winnipeg Jets comes to mind where I had them ranked very high and you were kind of so, so on them. Yeah. That was, that was what the one we were kind of looking at that different uh, ends of the spectrum, but I think we're both agreed. They're going to be a good team. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very interested to see which way we go here and starting off in the Atlantic division. I, I'm actually, I think right off the bat and we're going to start with the Boston Bruins. I think we might have different grades on this one. Uh, Ken, why don't you lead in and, and let the listeners know a little bit about the Boston Bruins offseason? Well, the, the Boston Bruins this offseason had a uh, interesting time. They, they had some departures in uh, Lizon, Vladar, Halak, Krejci, Bacchus. And right now, who knows about Tukarask? He is hurt. He's had surgery. He's a free agent. And what they brought in was Greenway, Nick Felino, Eric Halla, Nosek, Forbert, Linus Olmark, and they re-signed Taylor Hall. Uh, right now they have one goaltender, Trevor. I, I don't know. And I don't know that Olmark is the guy that's going to keep them near the top of this Atlantic division and in the East. So for that, uh, they got a C plus. 
I would have given them a B if they had solidified their goaltending more. I think they did make some good additions in Halla and Felino. They're already a strong team, so I don't think they needed to do too much. But that goaltending right now is a huge question mark. We talked about Dallas last week and having three goaltenders. Maybe a move's made there. I was 100% bang on. We are going to have totally different grades here. I personally love what the Boston Bruins have done this offseason. I think you've got Krejci out the door, a good player. I can't say anything negative about Krejci. Bacchus, well past his prime. Vladar went to the Calgary Flames as a backup, not a huge, and I, I believe it was Jeremy Lozon that they lost in the expansion draft. I love what they've done up front. You brought in Nick Foligno, Eric Holla, Thomas Noshek. These are all legit middle six forwards. They had so much depth to a team that's already stacked. They got probably the best line in hockey, Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak. They've gone and added forward depth. They have a good decor as well. So, you know, you got Charlie McAvoy anchoring it. I, I got no issues there. I, I really like McAvoy. I actually thought they were going to take a step back last year. And they didn't because of guys like McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, Matt Grelchik. They stepped up when they lost guys like Chara. I really, really like what they've done here. I actually gave them an A. Wow. Yeah. I don't think they did a bad. I just, their goaltending is a question mark. They, as of cap friendly, looking at that, they only have a million dollars to, to play with. So how you're going to bring a, a backup in that can potentially have to step in and be the guy if Allmark fails and doesn't, I mean, he's coming from Buffalo. So what's he going to do there? I don't know. That's why it's a C plus. If they could have brought in someone to carry the workload while Rask is out of the lineup or potentially gone, it would have been a B or better, but as it is right now, I can't give him more than a C plus. Yeah. I don't, I'm, am I worried about the goaltending? Absolutely. Do I think they have a good enough team to outplay any goaltending they get? Yeah, 100%. I think they're so deep, especially up front now. They're so deep. They're coached so well. Uh, this is a powerhouse team. This is, in my opinion, a legit Stanley Cup contender that could potentially win one of the toughest divisions in hockey. A very underrated move as well on the back end is Derek Forbert, who had a, a tremendous season in Winnipeg last year. If you get that Derek forward, as opposed to the guy that was in Calgary post deadline the year before you potentially got the makings of a really, really good decor that we thought was going to be a weakness of this team. So I, I love it. I really, and I'm not a Bruins fan at all. Oh, I, neither am I. I did have a lot of hate on for the Bruins and my buddy, Tim, and I, I he will listen to this. I'm giving your team a lot of credit here, but man, I hate your team, but they're <laughs> going to be good They're I thought they're going to take a step back last year. No, nope. Taylor Hall was a great addition. Now with Felino Hall and Oshek, best team in the division, I think. Yeah, they're still going to be good. And it pains me to say that I still have hurt feelings from 10 years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to a team that's not going to be good. And that is the Buffalo Tire Fire, I mean, Buffalo Sabres who have had an interesting offseason, yet they still haven't made the biggest move that they need to make 
with Jack Eichel. I've given him a D minus. I did. I couldn't give him an F because I got to give him some credit. They were able to trade Rasmus Ristolainen, get a serviceable defenseman back in Robert Hank and a first round draft pick. That's about the only reason I couldn't give the Buffalo Sabres an F. I have no idea what this organization is doing. They got Will Butcher essentially from New Jersey for a bag of pucks. I'll, I'll give him a bit of credit there. They, they brought in Freddie Anderson. Oh, no, sorry. That's oh, no. Craig Anderson. Yeah, Craig. Craig. Craig and, oh, sorry. There's a, a major slip up at Aaron Dell. Like, oh, boy. Like, there's going to be a lot of five goals against games in Buffalo. But I'll give them a little bit of credit. They got rid of Rasmus Ristolainen and actually got an okay return. D minus. Well, what you couldn't do, I had no problem doing. I gave him a flat-out F, and I would have graded him lower if it was possible. The Buffalo Sabres and the Arizona Coyotes are the building blocks for a case for relegation in the NHL. Uh, yeah, they, they moved out. They lost Morgan in the expansion draft, Reinhardt to Florida, Ristolainen into Philly. This team can't even keep their star player happy you know jack eichel's on on the books for five more years at 10 million he wants out this team has 23 million dollars in cap space didn't do anything with that to improve the team and have like they they hardly have anyone signed past next season this team's an f um i have no problem giving them that grade this franchise is this franchise horrible. is an f yeah yeah I, again i was going to give him an f but then i i really looked at the wrist line and trade and i'm like okay i could give them like a a five percent increase on their grade because of that but you got jack eichel hanging over you you had reinhardt hanging over you everybody wants out it's what a tire fire the sabers yeah. are you can't even get the guy surgery so no exactly so let's move on to the Detroit Red Wings. And this is a team, in my opinion, that's actually had a bit of a sneaky good offseason. Uh, they made a trade to get a starting goalie from Carolina that I was shocked they gave up on in Adelkovic. They brought in Nick Letty in a trade for uh, a Richard Panic, which I think is a very good addition to their blue line. And I think one of the more underrated moves, they were able to get Pius Suter under contract. That could be one of the let's call it sneaky good moves of the off season and they didn't really lose anybody they lost bernier who cares free agent uh, lost, yeah exactly they lost panic and, and chalowski i didn't know who that is to be completely honest overall i gave him a b i think this is a team that is on the rise there's still a little ways but they're on they're in good hands uh, we know that they're in good hands eiserman can build a team with his eyes closed and he's starting to do that so they didn't do a lot, but I have to give Detroit credit. They didn't do anything major, and I don't think they should either because they're on the right path. They've got yeah. a ton of cap space, so I gave them a B. Well, I gave them a conditional grade. I, I gave them a C, but if Nedeljkovic can repeat his Calder-nominating performance, then it's easily a C-plus or a B. Absolutely. I think they did make some good moves that I – Completely agree with Pius Suter uh, coming in. That's a great pickup. Uh, kind of surprised Chicago, you know, did let him go. But they, they made some good 
moves. And I think Detroit hopefully can be better because the, the NHL is always better when Detroit is competitive. I have to agree with you on that. A, a strong Red Wings team is good for the NHL. We saw it for, what, 23 straight years they had a good team. I would like to see them return to being a good team now that they're not in my conference with the Calgary Flames. They can they can become world beaters out east again for all I care. But you're right. The, the NHL is better when the Detroit Red Wings are a good team. They got $15 million to spend, and they can do that through trades if need be to, to get better. So they're, I, they're, not, they're not doing too badly. Yeah, a little worried about the goaltending in Grice and Nadelkovich, but on this team, it doesn't really matter. And if Nadelkovich can turn it around, you've hit a home run there. So there's less pressure for him there, too. Exactly. Exactly. So let's move on to a team that I think's had another good offseason and I think has turned themselves into a Stanley Cup contender, even though they play in one of the toughest divisions. In hockey, they, they might have already been one last year. They fought the Tampa Bay Lightning hard in the first round, and that's the Florida Panthers. Ken, what's your take on the Panthers? Well, I think the move that they made kind of goes back into the, the deadline last season, but they signed them to an extension. That was That's Sam Bennett. That is such a franchise moving. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, they did get Bennett under contract with an extension. I think the, the pickup that they made the biggest a healthy was, extension. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> it is a healthy extension, but I think the pickup that they got, that's really going to move the needle for Florida and really help put them at the top of, as a contender in the East is Sam Reinhardt. That guy, he produced on a piss poor team in Buffalo. Let's be honest. He was a bright spot on that team when no one else could. Uh, they brought in Joe Thornton. I don't know that that's a really, that's a, Call it a leadership move. It's a character move. It's a leadership move. It didn't work in Toronto, but Joe's chasing a cup. Let's be honest. They got Radko Gudis. They lost Chris Dreger in the expansion draft. Uh, They lost uh, Levi in a a trade. But they didn't lose too much else. They lost Yandel. Yandel with ownership. He was on the way out anyways. Yeah, that was a So... I gave him a B plus for what they did because Reinhardt is another scoring option that on a good team could absolutely destroy. And I think that's a really good move. He's on a much better team. The loss of Dreger though, could be a tough one with how Bobrovsky's played over the last two years. I asked you during the season, do you trade Dreger to try and get something at the time? Because he was a commodity. You can't move Bobrovsky. He's he's the the Russian Luongo. My contract sucks. And now you've got Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky and Net. They went through three goaltenders in that first round against Tampa. Yeah. So I gave him a B plus for what they did do, but the Dreger loss could potentially hurt. I gave them a B, and exactly for what you just said, the loss of Dreger and. They didn't really replace him. I don't know that they had to. Spencer Knight looks like he might be the real deal. But again, we're, that's only a few playoff games he got into last year. Can he hold up to 50 games in the regular season? And can Bobrovsky stop the puck for the other 32? I don't know if he can. How's Bobrovsky going to react to now being second fiddle behind a, a 20-something-year-old kid? Like, th- there could be a problem there. 
do I like what they did with Reinhardt? Absolutely. That was that was a player that I wish my team had gotten in on. That, Me too. That major, major uh, needle mover, in my opinion. Florida stacked. Can, can you got just... Reinhardt, Barkoff, Huberto, Hornquist. Sam Bennett, I'm still iffy on. I think he played a good 20 games, got his contract. Are you going to see regression to what you got in Calgary? Maybe. He got paid. So I'm a little worried that there's he's going to fall back. We got Declare, Vetrano, Achari. Carter Verhage was a revelation last year. A healthy Aaron Ekblad. Like, this team is good. And they're, they're going to be there in that division. I like what the Florida Panthers have done. I also gave him a B because of that Sam Bennett contract. It's way too much for, for 30 good games he played for them. Way too much. Could it be a steal? Maybe. It very well could be. If he produces the way he did in, in the regular season, absolutely. It's a steal then. I'm not convinced he's going to, but this is still a dynamite team. Can we just talk about the fact that Florida – had a wealth of goaltending over this last little bit with Levi, Dreger, Knight. Like they had some guys coming through the pipeline and they're all stuck behind that plug Bobrovsky right now. Like they, if you want to go back a season or, or two and give them a grade on their Bobrovsky signing, that would be an F. <laughs> F. <laughs> yeah. So. But I like what they've done this year. They're going to be a strong team again. Yeah, this 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 whole division, like this is a lights out division. I can't wait to see where this one, how this one plays out. Uh, moving on to our first Canadian team for the day, and that is the Montreal Canadiens. They've had an interesting offseason, in my opinion, to say the least. We found out early on Shea Weber, most likely gone. Not going to be around this year. Major loss. If he can't play at all, major loss. We had Carey Price being exposed in the expansion draft. Like, that highly questionable there. They, they were lucky. They ended up losing Cale uh, uh, Fleury, Cut Ken Yemi, and Philip Deneau. They brought in uh, Christian Dvorak, Mike Hoffman, Cedric Paquette, Perot. They tried to replace Weber with Savard. That's not a replacement. I gave Montreal a C minus. They they lost Kotkaniemi, and they went and did something with those assets. I can't fault them for moving on to there. I actually think they might made the right decision. They brought in a player to replace Mike Hoffman. Can you get the Mike Hoffman of two three years ago that scores forty goals, or do you get the guy that they had to run out of town because his girlfriend? Couldn't keep her mouth shut. He's a big question mark, in my opinion. I like Paquette. You got a couple from Tampa Bay, decent player, could bring some experience. Stanley Cup pedigree. Savard, good player, good defenseman, not a replacement for Shea Weber. Why did I give him a C-? They didn't replace Shea Weber. They're not going to make the playoffs because they didn't replace Shea Weber. That's, that's it to me. Yeah, I, I gave him a, I gave him a C plus. I mean, they they were busy with the additions, but who they brought in was not better than who they lost, in my opinion. It was kind of a wash. Uh, Savard is a good pickup. I think he was you know well sought out after, and they did manage to bring him in. Paquette for the same reason. He's coming with a, a winning background. Hoffman's a reclamation project, right? You don't like you said you don't know what you're going to get, so 
It's but a he C-plus. signs long term. Ah, uh, I think that's that, about the only way. Like that, that I question that, but I think it's a three-year deal. Like that, that's yeah. a, a big expense. Like it was three by four point five or something like that. That's yeah. a big expense on a reclamation project. This could either blow up or be genius. Kind of like Tyler Toffoli. I I questioned that move last year. Turned out to be brilliant. So maybe maybe Mike Hoffman reverts, and if he does, then. Montreal might be better than we expect. Their decor is good. Like I'll give them credit for that, but they're still missing Shea Weber. Yeah, absolutely. I think the next team, Ottawa, I mean, I don't know. We can, we can talk about it, but I underwhelming off season C minus is what I gave them. They had Holden and Delzato in Decord and Dadnov out. I know they got a lot of youngsters, but they didn't add or bring in anyone to help those guys out. They're still relying heavily on the young, the young guys on that team. I a little different on Ottawa here. I don't like that. They went and jettisoned out Dadnoff, who they just signed last off season to was a roughly a five by five deal. Like that doesn't set a good precedent for UFAs moving forward. But I also think Ottawa is on a pretty good trajectory. I like that they didn't do anything. They're just going to let their kids play. I gave them a B minus more or less because they didn't do anything. And I think that's the right move. They got a whack of cap space. They didn't throw it away. They didn't go and chase. They didn't bring in Dadenoff this off season. They didn't go and throw money. They didn't bring in Matt Murray this off season. Again, I'm worried about this team stopping pucks, but they kind of held the course. And for that reason, I gave them a B minus. They're they're not in the North Division though, and yes. what will playing Boston, Florida, Tampa Bay do to that team? They'll take a lot of L's. And what is that going to do to that young core? The Tim Stutzlas and the Brady Kachucks and, and those guys, Batherson, Batherson yeah, Colin White, like they're all. Josh Norris, they're all early 20s. Shane, Shane Pinto, too. Like just throw in the young guys they got. They're all young. What is that? Thomas Shabbat's 24. Like, what is losing going to do to this team at a certain point in time? If you don't do something to improve it, they're going to walk. So you, I think that's a very dangerous line that they're trying to walk. It is. And I, I'm going to revert back to, let's say, the Edmonton Oilers of the mid you know, 2010s to 20s. They had all these young players that they let play thinking this is the way to go. And it never really got there with, with those Oilers teams. I kind of hope it doesn't happen with the Ottawa senators, but it's very possible because you're, you're more or less throwing the keys to these guys and going, Hey, it's your team. How do they respond? You hope that by playing good competition in this division, that you get better by playing the best or do like you say, do they get frustrated and breed a losing culture? It's very possible that happens. So moving on to the defending two-time Stanley Cup champion, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I gave them actually a pretty decent grade because somehow, some way, they managed to keep the band together. Mostly. They had to get rid of Yanni Gord. They lost Tyler Johnson, who wasn't really that big of a a piece on that team, though I think he is going to do well in Chicago. They got rid of Barkley Goudreau, who was a good depth player, but they kept the guys together. They kept, you know, Stamkos point. They kept the big guns, so they're still going to be good. 
How did they do that? Well, they brought in Brent Seabrook's contract. They're going to toss it on LTIR. Brilliant move. Why teams keep helping the goddamn Tampa Bay Lightning? I don't get it. They brought in Corey Perry. This guy's a playoff performer. For, like, can't you jack all in the regular season, get him in the playoffs? He's all of a sudden Wayne Gretzky. Zach Bogosian, eh, who cares? Uh, Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott. It provides a, a better backup. Maybe you can actually get Vasilevsky some rest this season. Because I got to believe that Elliott's a better backup. I gave them a B. I like what they've done. They kept it together. And they're going to be right there again next year. So I, I will start it by saying I absolutely believe they are still the leading contender in the East to make it a three-peat, make it a dynasty, do all of that. I gave him a C minus. The reason being is wow. those those guys that they lost, Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, Barkley Goudreau, those were guys that could score, but they were also part of your grit. Yeah. Corey Perry, sure. Belmar, maybe. He's, is he going to be an impact player on that team? You lost guys that were double threats, dual threats on the ice. I don't think they're going to hurt. Overall, I don't think the team's going to be much, you know, they're not going to take a step back by any means, but I think they may have could have tried different ways to move some money around. Um, See, I thought they did a really good job of moving money around to only lose Gordon, Yanni Gordon and Johnson. I thought Johnson was expendable anyways. I, I thought they, they gained $5 million in cap space for a guy who was doing nothing for them. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was brilliant. I say is I just thought maybe try to go about a different way. It's tough. They're, it's still a good team. I just can't keep too much love on them for three straight years. I got to give them some kind of a mark. So it's a C minus. They're still going to be a great team. Don't by any means get me wrong on that. Like I'm not saying they're going to be <laughs> Buffalo. Well, that's pretty hard. That is uh, pretty hard. And we're going to move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they both get an F. Kate, let's go to the Metropolitan <laughs> Division. <laughs> Are we going back to last week? We got to go Pacific next. Oh. Toronto. Toronto. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We got, uh, yeah, Pacific next. Sorry. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Out with not a lot. Joe Thornton. Freddie Anderson's a big loss. I'm... I know the Leafs nation for some reason didn't like this guy. I thought he was a pretty solid goalie. You, you essentially traded with Carolina. You now got Peter Mrazek. Um, I don't know how you're going to like that. I think you're going to be uh, going and wishing for Freddie Anderson. I really like the, the pickups of uh, Richie and Koss. I think those are better third line options, fourth line options than Joe Thornton was. I think you're going to get more out of them. McCann in, McCann out. I'm not sure. Is he still there or is he gone? No, he's in Seattle. He, he's in Seattle. <laughs> he was a good addition and subtraction, but yeah, yeah, he's now in Seattle. I gave them a C plus. I, I, I'm not a big fan on the goalie side of things. I, I think they're really going to – it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. That's all I'm See, going to say on that. I like the, the couple of forwards they added. I think – Last year, they wanted to add everybody who was 42 and over to this and team. And from Toronto. And from Toronto. This year, I feel like they actually added a couple of, I'm going to say, younger, better forwards in Richie and Cass that I, I, that I think could have a little bit more impact. 
I don't mind what they've done, but again, they're only going to go as far as Marner and Matthews can take them and Morgan Riley. This team's still not the strongest on the back end. They lost Bogosian as well, so we'll see. Yeah, you got to remember, Morgan Riley's Olympic bound for Team Canada. Uh, I stayed in the C range, but I gave him a C minus. The reason being is they lost a legit starting goaltender in Freddie Anderson. I agree with you. I don't understand why the hate from the Maple Leafs nation on Anderson, but the, I did. I liked Peter Morazic and Reimer as a tandem in Carolina because they had a better decor and a lot stronger forward than Toronto does. And Morazic or Reimer or Nedeljkovic didn't necessarily have to stand out and be the guy in Carolina because the team in front of them was so good. Morazic, I think, plays better in a tandem. And I don't know that a Morazic-Jack Campbell tandem is going to put you in the second round. I, I, you know, I said they would be fifth last year in the North. I was wrong, but they went out real quick in the playoffs. They lost. They blew it again. Another 3-1 lead out. Uh, I can't wait for the Amazon All or Nothing series on that because I, I will watch that over and over to see them lose again in the first round. You liked Richie Cosse and Frat Curtis Gabriel coming in. I don't because at least Cosse and Gabriel are, are, again, we've talked about others, reclamation projects who are needing yeah. to have bounce back seasons. And the Maple Leafs are not built to have players who need to have a comeback season. They need players who are going to produce, produce consistently and not falter or else this team could fall. There's a lot of teams in the East this year that could easily move well past Toronto and do they make the playoffs or maybe they sneak in. It may not be as easy for them as it has been. I personally think they're the fourth best team in this division right now. And if Montreal can get their reclamation project and Mike Hoffman to become the 30, 40 goal guy again, Montreal may be able to give Toronto a run for their money to knock them right out of the playoffs. I, Toronto's still a good team. This is a really good division, but I'm not convinced Jack Campbell's going to play as good as he did last year. He's playing better teams. Like, you know, the North division wasn't exactly stacked. So no. all those like that record winning streak, I don't think you're going to see that again. So it, this could be a, a, a harder year in Leaf Nation. This isn't going to be winning the North division by 15 points. This is, going to be a battle to sneak into the fourth and final playoff spot absolutely so, uh, it's gonna to be tough for them tell me who wins this division i i gotta it's gonna be the battle of florida honestly i think uh tampa and you know lightning and panthers it's going to come down to one of those two teams i think they're the clear-cut favorites boston will be right there as well but i think it's going to be one of the florida teams most likely Tampa, but yeah, you three very strong teams in the the Lightning, Panthers, and Bruins. Yeah, and I I, I like what Boston's done. I said right off the top, I think Boston's going to win this division, and it could potentially be right there for a Stanley Cup. But Florida, Tampa can't go wrong. I can't see Toronto winning this division, though I do want to believe they will make the playoffs. I think they're they're good enough to make the playoffs ahead of I believe Montreal and Detroit and Buffalo, like they're far better than them. So they'll be there. 
Well, let's move on to lastly, the Pacific division. And this is the team that houses both of our teams or the division that houses our team, the Calgary Flames and Vancouver Canucks. We'll get to them at the end, but we're going to start off with the Anaheim Ducks. One of the quietest teams this off season, they lost uh, Hayden Fleury and they brought in, I believe it's Derek Grant and Buddy Robinson. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. C- I gave him a D. C minus. Um, this team is going to be bad. I think they want to be bad. I think they're trying to restock the cupboards again. I think they're going to be good in a few years. They didn't do anything. They've got, um, oh man, their goalie. Why am I totally drawing a blank? John Gibson. John Gibson. You got John Gibson. You can win any night. So they'll, John Gibson will win them some games. Anaheim's going to be bad. Game of D. Yeah. C minus. All the same reasons. They, they're a bad team that didn't do anything to improve. So. Yeah, I, I think that's about all that needs to be said on them. Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, do we have to talk about these guys? The yeah, Edmonton they're, on, they're on the list. Oilers. This team has fascinated me this offseason. They've done some really good things, and they've done some really, really questionable things. Let's talk about the good things. They brought in Derek Ryan from the Calgary Flames. Solid third, fourth line player. Can win you face-offs, tremendous penalty killer. He's going to shore up some of their center depth. They brought in Zach Hyman. Short-term, I don't mind this move. Long-term, a little questionable on that, like the contract and the term. Warren Fogle, really like that move. You got a speed guy from Carolina, really like that move. Let's get to the bad. What they've done with their defense core, they brought in Duncan Keith at a full pop of 5.3 million. Full pop. And got rid of a good asset to do it. They got rid of Ethan uh, Ethan Baird. No, Caleb, and, Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones, exactly. He they went for Keith. Ethan, yeah. Ethan Bear went for Fogel. Yeah, Ethan Bear for Fogel. Caleb Jones for Duncan Keith. They signed Cody Cece to big money. Like, I got to go two ways with this with the Oilers. Up front, I love what they've done. I think they've insulated McDavid and Dreisaitl and maybe actually have some real forward depth this year. On the back end, I hate what they've done. So up front, they'd get a B. On the back, they're going to get a D. To me, that averages out to a C, and that's what I gave the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I I gave the Oilers a C. Hyman Fogel were good, good additions to the forwards, but you're right. They let... Ethan Bergo, Adam Larson was done with being an Edmonton Oiler. And I forgot about Larson entirely. He got picked up in the expansion draft, but then quickly signed with Seattle. I, I, I think he was probably let, you know, unprotected, left unprotected because he didn't want to come back. Um, you have who, who's on the back end? You got Tyson Berry and Cody Cece, Edmonton fans. Call up your buddies who are Leafs fans and ask them how that went because it didn't go well when they tried it. So I don't like what they did on their defense. I mean, as a Canucks fan who gets to play the Oilers, I love love what they did on their defense. (laughs) As a hockey fan, and for the purpose of this list, it's not good. You gave up Caleb Jones, who and Tyson, or not Tyson, Ethan Bear, two young up and coming defensemen to bring in Keith and CC not good 
didn't even mention the fact that they re-signed Mike Smith at the ripe age of 39 to a two-year, $2.2 million deal. Your backup goaltender is Miko Koskinen making $4.5 million. You're banking on a, a 39-year-old having another immaculate season like he did last year. Good luck with that. I, I, I hope it works out for you, but I really don't. Um, I don't like what they did. The additions, like you said, Hyman Fogel, good, rest, bad. That's why it's a C. Could be worse. Other things we also didn't mention with this team, they re-signed Darnell Nurse. I don't have an issue with that. He signed it at $9.5 million. Yeah, like 9.25. 9.25, sorry. It's, it, it was kind of like, wow, we have a ton of cap space. I need to spend every single last dollar of it. And you, you spend it on Cody Cece and Duncan Keith and too much for Darnell Nurse. I, I don't like it. And Mike Smith, like it's, it's saying a lot to try to have again, a 39 year old. He was lights out last year. Absolutely. Is he going to do that again this year? I doubt it. Like, I just, I can't see him doing it again. Edmonton's going to be a good team. You got the two best players in the league on your team. They're going to score a whack ton of goals. They play in a rather weak division. So Edmonton's going to be a good team, but when they get to the playoffs, are they going to stack up against the best teams? I don't know if they are. Well, here's the thing. They're over the cap right now by $3 million. And I think that's going to be Clefbaum, LTIR. We'll yeah. get them to the cap. You know who's paying for the poor decisions of Duncan Keith, Cody, CeCe, and, uh, and, and Mike Smith even maybe? Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah, he's unsigned. Over the cap, and you haven't signed one of your young RFAs who is potentially one of your future players. Figure it out, Edmonton. You you don't have a lot of time. And I want to go one more thing on the Oilers here. Short term, I think, are they a better team this year than they were last year? Yes, I want to say that they are. I think their full depth is, is much better than last year. I think they have at the expense of their future and signing players to longer contracts than they should have looking at Zach Hyman, Darnell nurse and higher Nuge, than they should have. Nuge and Hawkins. Nuge, Nuge, they've really sacrificed the long term of this team. Six years from now, I really worry about this team when you're paying Nuge and nurse and Hyman big money could be a problem. They've sacrificed their long-term for short-term gain. I get it. You got McDavid and Drysaddle in their prime. Go for it. But it might get ugly down the road in about four or five years. You think they're better? I think they're the same. Because yeah, what they've done... I think they're better. For what they've done for their forward depth, sure. Are they a better team on paper than they were last year up front? Yes. But not in the back end. Not in your D zone and in goal. Yeah. So I don't think they are better. I think they're the same. I can give you that. Where they added depth, they lost depth the other way. So, Well, I'm done talking about the Oilers. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Kings. They had a relatively quiet offseason, but I like what they've done. They brought in Alex Edler, who I think his better days are behind him in Vancouver. They had two acquisitions I really liked, Arvidsson and Deneau. And they only lost McDermott. They didn't really lose anything. They short up their forward ranks, in my opinion. 
with these two, I gave him a B plus. I like what Los Angeles has done. They've got a lot of good pieces. I know he's still got Kopitar and Brown are getting older. Doughty still sucks and it's going to suck for another five years. They're on the upswing. They've got some really, really good young pieces coming into the fold. LA might be good this year. Next year, I think, watch out. I think they're they're there. I gave him a B plus. I, I gave him a C. Arvidsson's a good pickup. Uh, a declining Edler for what they gave him, uh, which was three and a half, too much. Um, and to know, I don't, will he produce the same as he did in Montreal in a contract year? He might not, but he's still so, a solid two-way player. Yeah, but he, he, I think, overshot expectation last year with Montreal. Yep. So see how he comes out. I, I kind of went in the middle of the road. It's a C for a team that's not quite there yet, but on the move. Yep. Now onto a, another California team, in my opinion, that's going the wrong way and really didn't do much this offseason. The San Jose Sharks. Uh, they lost Martin Jones. Uh, they, I believe they lost Aaron Dell as well. Yep. Um, a couple of other guys I don't know. <laughs> Who did they bring in? Uh, not really anyone. Nick Benino, Andrew Cogliano. Well, maybe if this was 2012, that'd be a good pickup. James Reimer. I don't know. This is a bad team. They're going to be bad again. I gave him a C initially. Relooking at it, I got to go C minus. The, the Sharks didn't do much, and they're going to be bad. I gave him a D. Nice. They they're, they're made no significant moves. Their big money players are all underachieving and there is no magical wand to help this team get better. They have the whole Evander Kane situation right now, oh, which yeah, is a right. complete shit show. And no, th- this team is just bad. They got a D. Yeah. I totally forgot about Kane. That is a shit show. Uh, let's move on to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they brought in a lot of players and had some players go out the door. I gave them a C plus. Uh, I gave them a C minus. And okay. after that, well, that, that was because they had an opportunity to build a decent team up front and they completely did not do that. They did some other, you know, they brought in a couple of guys, Jaden Schwartz uh, through I like si- that signing Alexander Wenbergs. They signed him, um, Marcus Johansson, Riley Sheehan, but they didn't really, they, they defensively and in goal, they brought in Grubauer through free agency they got Chris Dreger. They had Vanacek, but then sent Vanacek back to Washington. The back end and goal is going to be very good for Seattle, but I don't know who's going to score the goals. Yeah. And then they, they had an opportunity. They still have $7 million in cap space. I think they crapped a bet a little bit at the expansion draft. So that's why it's a C-minus. Yeah. The Vegas Golden Knights. I like some of their additions. They brought in Dadenoff. I think that's he's going to be a sneaky good player on a on a sneaky good team. Uh, Janmark's a really good player. Uh, Nolan Patrick, talk about reclamation projects. Could playing in Vegas jumpstart this guy's career? Laurent Brassois to uh, play backup. And oh, why did oh that's right they got rid of Mark Andre Fleury in less than uh, ideal circumstances. I gave this team a D minus strictly from how they handled Mark Andre Fleury. This team has no loyalty. They've walked away from numerous other players already. 
Marc-Andre Fleury had to find out on goddamn Twitter he got traded. I like the moves they've made. Are they a better team? Yeah, they are. I'm sorry, Vegas. You treat your players like shit. Marc-Andre Fleury, you get a D-. And I hope this blows up in your face, and I hope you fall down the standings in the Pacific Division. The, the, the luster's off this team, in my opinion. I don't like the way they treat their players. No, and Nate Schmidt was one of them last offseason. And there was others, Alec Martinez, uh, Pacioretty. They were all worried they were getting traded. I gave them a C minus. And it wasn't just because of uh, how they treated Marc-Andre Fleury. I didn't really even take that too much into an account. They didn't address their biggest need, which was at center. Absolutely. Right? That was their biggest need. They needed to address that. And the other part of it, they lost their toughness. With Brian Reeves gone, no one's scared of him. Who's well, you know, they they have uh William Carrier still there, sure. But Ryan Reeves was the, the 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 spoon that stirred the drink for toughness. You didn't mess with them because you had Ryan Reeves. You don't have that now. So some of your guys are gonna get a little more manhandling because you don't have you know, a very scary man on your bench to take care of business. Look at Max Pacioretty. Yeah, I I don't like what they did. I, they get a C minus, and they gave away Flurry for free. And yeah, they better hope that uh, Robin Lehner picks up form again because that's a big loss. Yeah, a huge loss. I, I'm I don't want to talk too much more about Vegas. I'm kind of over them to be honest. The luster's gone from them, and and i just shake my head i really do shake my head at this team well let's move on to my team ken the calgary flames out the door longtime captain mark giordano a big loss in the expansion draft to the seattle kraken uh louis domingue the uh, veteran of one start from last season and his apple pie out the door Derek ryan solid third fourth liner penalty killer kind of a glue guy face-off man in Dan Vladar, new backup goaltender. I'm iffy on that one. I think he's not going to see a ton of games. His team's got Jacob Markstrom, who's going to start 79 games for Daryl Sutter. So apparently, uh, yeah. So you got Vladar, Nikita Zadorov, t- size and toughness, screams of Daryl Sutter, Tyler Pitlick, decent third liner. He can kill penalties. Uh, Blake Coleman. Really love that pickup. And actually in our, our predictions, I predicted Blake Coleman to the Calgary Flames to a T, same, got the contract, pretty much got the term, got the team. Daryl screams Daryl Sutter. Uh, I like that move. Trevor Lewis, Brad Richardson, more Daryl Sutter guys. At the end of the day, though, I gave the Calgary Flames a C-. minus. We were told something significant was going to happen. Something significant still might happen. Jack Eichel, who knows? You still have the same core. You still have Goudreau, Monaghan, Kachuk, the guys who haven't been able to get it done. Do you really think you're going to get it done with them again this year? Maybe. Monaghan has to rebound significantly for anything to happen with this team. I hope that happens. I love the Calgary Flames. I would love to see Monaghan get back to his 30-goal ways. I'm a little worried. But I'm also excited, on the other hand, to see Goudreau, Kachuk, and Lindholm play on a line 
Because at the end of the year last year, that was one of the top lines in hockey for the last 15 games. But we were promised significant change. We lost our captain, didn't really replace him. And we didn't do much else. C minus. Why is it I'm always nicer to your team than you are? It's really starting to piss me off. Uh, I gave him a C plus B minus. I, I like the pickup of Zadorov and Coleman. Zadorov's going to give you a little more grit on that back end, and which Geo kind of had, but I think Zadorov's younger and he can maybe move a little bit better than Geo can. So I'm not saying he's a replacement by no means. He's not going to step in there and be Geo 2.0. I think he does some things that he Geo did, which will help the Flames. Blake Coleman, very good pickup. Yeah, I'm very happy with that pickup. I think that those are upgrades to your top six and top four in your forward and defensive depths. The loss of Geo. Now, this is where I teetered on that C plus B minus, you know, pick a grade. Is it going to hurt or was he part of the locker room issues? Was he part of the, the, was he the reason, was he the guy that went to Kachuk after the whole um, muzzin puck flip thing and told him to knock it off, which then put him in a tailspin for the rest of the season? Who knows? I think their play will determine a final grade, but we're not going to see that right away. Your biggest problem, you're right. Big changes were promised. Not a damn thing happened. You're going into next season with a lot of guys coming off the books. A lot of guys. So you're going to have a lot of money. Now, is that money going to go to Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk, who Kachuk's an RFA with a $9 million qualifying offer? Johnny's a UFA, and you haven't extended him yet. He also has a limited no-trade clause now. So does he even return? you got Sean Monahan making $6.375 million to coast. For all those people that are on the Monahan uh, comeback season train, I don't think you're getting out of the station. I am fully 100% in belief that what you see is what you get. And that's what you're going to get until that 6.375 comes off your books because no one will touch that unless you're throwing in a lot of sweeteners. Dan Vladar, he's like you say, Markstrom's going to play 79 games. I don't know that he's a capable backup to give Markstrom <laughs> enough time off. I love Markstrom. I liked him as a Canuck. I was sad to see him go. I'm glad he got paid in Calgary. He deserved it. He has injury issues at times. Yeah. So if he goes down, can Fladar handle the workload? He did okay in Boston, but Boston's Boston. Boston is a lot different than Calgary. And that's, that's not, I'm not trying to take a dig at, you know, my yep. rival team, but it, it's, it is what it is. I don't, so I'm stuck. They did some good things, but they did some questionable things. I don't know that they did enough to really solidify them in this division. I think Calgary is one of the biggest wild cards in the entire NHL as to what you're going to get next year. Do you get the 2018-2019 team that was lights out, could score seven goals a night and won the Pacific Division? Or do you get the team that seems lackadaisical and it spurred on a coaching change to bring in Daryl Sutter? Calgary has good players. Goudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm, those are good players. Blake Coleman, good player. The back end, I'm a little worried about. You need bounce-back seasons from Rasmus Anderson. You need Yusuf Alamaki to take a major step forward. Noah Hannafin is coming off a major injury. 
Is he going to be as good as he was in the first 40 games last year? Chris Tanev, can he stay healthy for 82 games? There's a lot of question marks, but Calgary does have good players. And they're fascinating to me. They could finish anywhere from second to seventh in this division, in my opinion, depending on what you get. So yeah. I gave them such a low mark because we were promised change. It didn't happen. That, that's, that's where I'm a little disappointed. Well, hopefully whatever was in the water in Edmonton that made its way down to Calgary is gone and they can turn it around. Yeah. Not too much, though. Well, let's move on to one of my most hated teams in this division, and that's the Vancouver Canucks. Ken, give us the, uh, the initial synopsis of the Canucks offseason. All right, big breath in. Out. Cole Lynn through expansion. Edler signs in L.A. Schmidt through trade. Roussel, Beagle, Erickson off to Arizona. Holtby bought out, as was Vertanen. In. Oliver Ekman Larson. Connor Garland. Jason Dickinson. Tucker Pullman. Uh, not Braden Shen, but Luke Shen, Brad Hunt, and Yaroslav Halak. Uh, the Canucks made some changes. The Canucks. They made a lot of changes. They made a lot of changes. And you know what? They haven't signed their big RFAs right now. So I'm not including that in my grade. But I gave them a B. They moved out underachieving, yes, mostly expiring contracts but on big money deals that allowed them to bring in good depth players for their top six and at the bottom of their forward list and in their defense. They, they did the things they needed to do. Instead of having a $12 million fourth line, they have a fourth line that's going to get paid appropriately and be able to do the job of a fourth line. And for that, I like that. They got rid of some distractions in Jake Vertanen, who should have been gone a long time ago. He's KHL bound. Uh, OBL is the contract that if he doesn't have a bounce back season or, you know, a fresh start and is a fresh breath of life for him, it could change it to a B minus C plus if he doesn't come back with old form. The big thing that I hear, because I listen, you know, despite living in Edmonton, I listen to Vancouver Sports Radio. They're all over this defense and the depth there. They haven't played a game together, so you don't know how they're going to gel. They, they have Hamannick back. They have Luke Shen, who played well with um, Quinn Hughes. So did Hamannick, right? They have guys that can play with them that could potentially, not in the beginning of the season, you're shaking your head. At the beginning of the season, they didn't. But when Hamannick was healthy and back in the lineup later on, they did start to gel a bit more. I think it, this is going to be a team that we need to see on the ice for the defense to really get an idea. I like Halak coming in as a backup to Demko. I give him a B, but the OEL could change that mid-season. At the end of the year, I may have to regrade based on how he performs. I kind of, I'll go right off. You hit it exactly where I was going. I give him a B minus. Could have been a B, could get, could get to the C plus. And I'm looking right at OEL, Oliver Ekman Larson. You traded away three boat anchored contracts that were expiring for a worse contract that if he does not turn it around, Oh my God, that like this contract is crippling to the Vancouver Canucks. If he does great on him, you got Connor Garland in that deal, which I think is a really good move. I like that move. Jason Dickinson, solid depth player. Uh, can't complain. Uh, Braden. Oh no, sorry. Luke Shen. 
Eh, who cares? It's Luke Shen. You're right. You, you lost your, your $55 million fourth line and replaced it with a, a $2 million fourth line. Right? That, that deserves kudos to uh, uh, Benning. Got to give him some kudos there. But it took, uh, it took on a risky, 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 risky contract in Oliver ekman Larson. And again, you've got two major RFAs still to sign. What do those contracts look like? This is kind of an incomplete because until we know what those contracts look like, we don't really know what shape the Vancouver Cucks are going to be in moving forward. Salary cap wise, I think they're a better team. I think. I don't know for sure if they are. I'm not convinced on the back end. Uh, Quentin Hughes got exposed last year for not being very good in his own end. I, Nate Schmidt couldn't wait to get out of there. Like that was one of your best defenders, Travis Hamannick. Uh, sure. I wouldn't say Schmidt was one of the better ones last year. He struggled. Yeah, but he was one of the better ones on a bad decor. It, unless, he, was, he was paired with Alex Edler, who yeah, really put yeah. him in a bad spot a lot of times. I won't put that fully on Schmidt because yeah. Edler, I said to you last year, Edler's time is done. And yeah. I like Edler. I, I look at Vancouver and I go, I gave him the B minus. They could get as low as a C minus, but I also think they could get to an A. If Connor Garland turns out to be the steal that it looks like he might be, and if Oliver Ekman Larson can turn it around and you got rid of those three horrific contracts for him, it's brilliance. And I like the Halak move. I never liked the Holtby move to start with. I like the Halak move. Gives a little more solidarity to Thatcher Demko. Vancouver's there. I think they're they're going to fight Calgary, Edmonton for a playoff spot in this division, maybe Los Angeles. I believe Vegas is still the best team in this division. I hate to say that because I'm yeah. really tired of them. I think Edmonton's the second best team in this division. Then I think it's going to be a mixture of Calgary, Vancouver, Los Angeles. One of those te- one of those teams is going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I think I agree. Vegas is going to be at the top, and I think you're going to see Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton in those three behind Vegas in some order. And it's all going to depend on how some of these moves pan out. And maybe Seattle. If Seattle can really lock it down defensively, they could push to be in that fourth spot. I think they're a dark horse. They're ahead of the I think they're an absolute dark horse. Absolute dark horse. Well, there you have it. We have our Atlantic and Pacific grades. We'd love to hear from you guys. Flames Nation, Canucks Nation, reach out to us. Oilers Nation, reach out on Twitter. I'm at the BleacherCon1. Ken is at the BleacherCon2. Well, that's our grades. I got to say, I'm kind of surprised at how close we actually were for not discussing this ahead of time. Uh, I don't think we were too too far off. And there's 32 teams and there wasn't a lot of real disagreement on this. So yeah, maybe I, four teams. Yeah, that's not too bad. So, I don't, you know, of course, my team's better than Trevor's and we, we all know that. But uh, that's our show for the week. As Trevor said, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter, our Facebook page, uh, at the BleacherCon1, at the BleacherCon2. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. That's our show for this week. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, everyone.